It's time for The Crystal Chronicles, the podcast for and about Sailor Moon Crystal. And here are your hosts, Mako-chan, Seiya, Yaten, and Ranma. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of The Crystal Chronicles, a Sailor Moon podcast dedicated to all things Sailor Moon Crystal. On today's special edition, we'll be talking about Sailor Moon Le Mouvement Finale which is the newest and latest of the Sailor Moon musicals based loosely on the Sailor Moon star's arc. You will get our opinions of the musical, the cast, the performances, the songs, and everything else that happened. My name is Mako-chan, and with me again, I have a dedicated group of people that have some very strong opinions of the musicals. Hi. Hello. Oh. <clears throat> I wouldn't say strong, you know, maybe heavy-handed, you know? Yeah, strong. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> introduce yourselves. Hi, we're Dan Yaten. You doing that? Yeah, I think we're still yeah, doing that. We're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since we've done a yeah. movie. Yes, like... yes it has. But it's just like... Riding a bicycle, you don't forget. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> Especially when you get to my age. Anyway, so yeah, that was Yaten. I'm Saya. We are um, the owners of Starlet Creations. We uh, used to run a musical group called Last Chance Mew, and we're giant Sailor Moon nerds. Hi. Hi. And over here in this far right corner, it is I, Artemis, y'all know as Ranma. I make sure I run the board and the console, make sure nothing goes kaplooey this time. This time. This time. Well, it's not like I asked Koi to join us. At that point, I will be at church, you know, praying for last rites. Well, we know that doesn't really mean anything, because, you know, stuff can happen without her, too. Well, she's like Candyman. You mentioned her name enough, and... Or Beetlejuice. Yeah, that too. Well, then stop saying it. (laughs) Stop saying what? Exactly. (laughs) Candlejack what? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I went there. Why? So, before we kick off into the musicals themselves, there has been some news popping up on various fronts. Uh, The first being that they are working on a quote-unquote new season of Sailor Moon Crystal. However, it's not going to be an actual season, per se. It's going to be two movies. Right. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, that didn't make us happy, because if that's how they're going to play that, that means we're not going to get stars, which means we don't get our starlights and we're going to be mad. Yep. I don't know. I think we'll still get stars. I mean, they've made it this far. I mean, far as I know, the ratings for season three were really spectacular. So, and you you can't say that the merch isn't selling. Oh, no, that that stuff is nuts, man. It's gotten to the point where when I get when I get my direct deposit and I check my pay stub, I see, you know how it takes out deductions for taxes and so forth? At the bottom, next to where it says um, my my, Medica- my medical coverage, I see 
Sailor Moon fee, and next to it I see 100, and I'm just like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I got one of them, too. And then about three days, a mystical box appears at my doorstep, and I'm just like, well, at least I'm getting something for my troubles. <laughs> well, I don't mind that it's going to be movies as long as they do complete it, even if the rest of it is movies. Only because I think after all this time, maybe they've actually heard the fans bitching about the quality of the animation. And perhaps that's the reason why they're doing it in a movie form instead of, you know, as episodes and trying to get everything out as quick as they can. Hopefully this means that they're actually taking their time. Perhaps they're actually doing, you know, the rest of the series animated instead of just doing the next season so maybe they'll announce at the end of you know the second movie oh hey by the way we've already got you know three more movies in the works now here's my question see i know for a fact y'all have read the manga 10 times more than i have so theoretically could they turn supers into like a 13 episode arc could they get could they do it Super S, Super S, yeah. Okay. Technically, what they could have done, and this would have made the most sense, was so both Super S and Stars are really short. They're actually really short, as far as that goes. They actually could have combined them both into one season, and they would have actually ran into each other very well, because the end of Super S leads directly into Stars. Yeah, that I noticed at the end of the the classic anime supers and stars, so it does make sense. So, right, but mm. as far as the manga goes, they they because Super S doesn't have that many acts, and neither does Stars. They're less than the 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 ones that came before it. I can't remember exactly how many they were. Yeah, they they probably could have gotten a good you know twenty twenty one episode season yeah. out of it right and that would have if they were concerned because i think from what i heard they did a movie because they didn't feel like they had enough material to make a season out of super s yeah so what, but they don't have enough material to make two movies either so it's confusing to us that they're making two movies out of that when they said that they didn't have enough material to make us anime season See, but here's my thing, though. If they're talking about there's not enough material to do a full season, but yet they're investing more money into doing a theatrical production, anime theatrical production, as opposed to going directly to TV. You're spending more money for smaller amount of content, whereas you could spend the same amount of money for that same amount of content for a wider audience. Well, right. the musicals are technically no, no, separate. No, 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 I'm not talking musical. What I meant by theatrical presentation, putting that's why I said animated theatrical presentation. Yeah, the movies are going to, the, the two movies that are coming out are going to be in theaters. Yeah, they're going to spend more money putting that together as, for, you know, for, for, this, for, for the material that they have as opposed to just keeping the budget where it is and just going directly to TV. Well, I think they also realize that doing it this way, they're going to make more money. Yeah, I think that's more of what the... True. Because if if they do it like they did, say, um, the live-action Full Metal Alchemist, mm -hmm. it was released in theaters in Japan. 
even after it was released in theaters in Japan, it came to the U.S. in a one or two day special for conventions. Mm -hmm. And then months later, they released it on Netflix. So if they're going to do something like that, they're going to milk this for all it's worth. Yeah. Because people that even watched, you know, that downloaded it when it first released in Japan, rewatched it when it went on Netflix just to see, you know, the, the translation differences. To so me, if it, yeah. I, I, I think they're just trying to milk it. Probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, and honestly, it's not going to go to Netflix. It's going to go to Hulu, so. Well, yeah, because they have, well, as of right now, they have the rights. Yeah, but biz, you biz, know what I'm saying. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I didn't mean to get a little technical, but, you know, I've had, okay. to, had to explain to people that Netflix did not produce the FMA movie. They just got distribution rights, which is why they dropped in front of it a Netflix original movie. But yeah, it's, it kind of reminds me of when Peter Jackson decided to take this tiny little book and turn it into three movies. Uh, yeah, she's, she's talking about The Hobbit, not Lord. Yeah, it, it, The Hobbit did not need to be broken up into three movies. Enough so that they had to expand and bring in extra characters and extra scenes. And yeah. But at the same time, with as small as this season of Sailor Moon is, and you think about how long these movies will run, say about an hour, you know, hour 20 minutes that basically equates to the amount of episodes it would have been to put out two movies. Yeah, but how are you... That's the thing, is they're saying that the two movies are Super S. Yeah, I think, though, with the movie itself, they're able to do a Lord of the Rings, where they can bring in more scenery and not waste a 20-minute episode on just, you know, building up the scenery and building up what's going on around them. I mean, there is there are a lot of characters introduced in this arc. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's where they're going to pull it in, is they're going to, you know, do more visual ideas than what you would get away with in an actual series whereas you know you're you're sitting down for an hour and 20 minutes it's okay to have five minutes of nothing but you know looking at what's going on and looking at the characters and you can't have that in a like in an actual 20 minute episode true so they can waste time this way but you know they didn't even have to go through all of this because the most sense they could have done was just to do, I'm just saying do each season as 26 episodes with proper character development instead of trying to keep it as close as possible. I'm just saying you could still done the manga one-to-one, -one, but expand on certain scenes and certain things to give proper character development. They could have done that. And they could have done that, but yeah. I think that would have strayed too far from the manga then. No, 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 and no. I, I mean, they, right. I don't think they would have strayed too far. They just added a little bit to develop the characters better, you know, as long as they yeah, don't so, the oversaw it, but no filler episodes, you know? You, But that's just it. You can't take 13 chapters of a manga and expand it 
so much to give it 26 episodes. Okay. Especially when it's moving really fast-paced. Okay. Yeah. It, all right, then. It, it, it wouldn't have to be 26. You could just expand it to 15 or 16. No, I don't mean – I was just throwing out a number, you know. Right. And remember, Naoko is actually really closely involved in this this time. So she's actually wanting something that's her manga up on – like, she – this is what she wanted. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. But so I, it, yeah, I mean, you're right, and I get it. But I, I will say this. If this was my project, I would have d- more or less done what the creator FMA did. Go back, do another se- series, but with, with better plot. Just kind of give more depth. That, that's what I would have done. I would have taken this opportunity to add in what I want, but I never got a chance to add in the manga, you know, to kind of flush things, you know? Well, that's just it. Brotherhood is based off of the manga fully. Mm-hmm. It matches at least 95% of the time. And that's the same with this. It matches at least 95% of the time. With- some some things coming, you know, yeah. verbatim right. off with- of the manga yeah. oh, pages. I, oh, I know, yeah. Tiny differences here and there, and that's about all they could afford without having to deviate from the story. Fair enough. Because it it's move it moves so quick that you just don't have time to move from the story. If that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it does make the, sense. The problem is though, is the manga does get into some character depth and the anime is not reflecting that in the other characters like this this season that's coming up should have a lot of characters coming to the forefront should have a lot of character background stories and you know that's where they could have done an entire series and really expanded on them because that's actually in the manga but they decided to you know do it the movie way so I hope that doesn't mean that they're going to say, oh, well, you know, well, we only have, say, three hours to get all of this in now. So we're going to bypass all of the all the character growth. But unfortunately, in a movie format, that makes the most sense. People aren't going to sit through background stories for three hours. Mm-hmm. Which sucks because you get a lot in this season. Yep. Right. Which is... Another reason, it's just, because usually, you, you have to admit, usually the format with animes is they put out some seasons and they finish it with a movie. Right. They usually don't put out some seasons, do a movie, and then finish it with some seasons. Mm-mm. It is less likely. Now, it could be that they're doing two movies because the first movie it's is... Super S, is and su- then the second one is Stars. Correct. And they just didn't... And they're just not telling anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised. Because there's not really a good stopping point in the middle of supers where you can sit back and go, all right, here's your cliffhanger and... Yeah. Yeah, it kind of just blends right into it. That's why we were so surprised that they were doing a movie with just Super S. Because it's really difficult to just be like, and we're going to leave you right here. Yeah, and that's why I think they're going to go into 
you know, once Super S is done in the movies and go, oh, hey, by the way, you know, the next movie comes out in a year. Unless, like we said, they're, the two movies are because one is Super S and one is Stars. That would make sense. Because then they're still finishing on a movie. Yeah. And that's why they're that's why they're releasing two movies. That would make sense, but at the same time, then that's really rushing things. Yep. I mean that that's that's extreme rushing things. And no way near being able to tell the story of the manga correctly. Nope. Mm. But unfortunately, we don't have any information because they're being very tight-lipped. Yep. I mean, the the most we know is that they have said it's going to be two movies. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, we know more about the Sailor Moon theme park than we do. (laughs) Yeah. I I think we know a little bit more because I've been seeing leaks about that left and right. Well, it, it already debuted. It debuted some point this yeah. week, and people have been showing more clips. But, I mean, we don't know how long that's been underway, but dang, that, you know, from the moment that they said that this was coming, it was six months until they actually opened it in the park. Mm-hmm. And they announced the movie, what, a year ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was poor planning because you you need to with something like this you need to keep it hot on the heels. So yeah. if you're if you were planning on doing that movie or two movies in this case, you announce the movie and you get it out within a year. They're not Marvel. Otherwise, ha ha ha. Right. Otherwise, people lose interest. But, yeah, it's it's been a little a little disheartening. Yeah. Because you know. Again, they, they, as you guys said, they did announce it a year ago. But at the same time, knowing what goes into doing an animated movie and looking at animated movies, look at how long it took from when they announced the My Little Pony movie to when it actually came out. That's true. And that was all, I think, almost all completely computer animated. And this is, what, a mixture of animation and computer we don't know it's a movie it could very well be all computer animated we don't know i hope not they they haven't said because you know i i i i don't i don't know i'm not a big fan of some of these newfangled computer animations at least for for things that you're you're you've already done a hybrid for They've already established what their characters look like. So, like, for the universal thing going on in Japan, that is all computer animated, and she looks like a gummy bear. <laughs> Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Yep. So. I have to say, though, I really, really, really want to go. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. If there, it looks if, fun. If for some fun. reason they could convince, you know, Universal over here to release some Sailor Moon stuff, that would be kind of cool. There's not a big enough following. Or they think there's not a big enough following. All right. All right. Well, the other news, I mean, we are here to talk about the last musical, so this news is that they're doing new musicals. And they're going to be done by idols this time. Yes. So 
So New musicals were announced. It's going to be the cultural events called uh, Japanism. Japanism, sorry, uh, that's taking place in Paris, France. It's spanning from July of 2018 to February of 2019, commemorating the 160th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic relations between France and Japan. Wow. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But sometime during that, they're actually going to be doing at least a premiere of the newest Sailor Moon musical that is going to be performed by idols. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, if Moklo is any indication of their choice of idols, I'm, I'm out. Well, they said flat out that the idols don't have to be able to sing. That is actually, and that is actually coming straight from Japan. They don't. Right, idols don't need to be able to sing. They They just need to look cute. They just need to look cute in short skirts. (sighs) Which explains why other countries' quote unquote idols are so much better. Yep. It's like that one article we talked about on our other show, Anime Jam Session, where it was they had that that event with the K-pop artists and the J-pop idols, and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and the K-pop artists basically blew the idols, the Japan idols, out of the park. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, mean, I believe it. I mean, they, they the J-pop idols tried to come back hard with the dance routines, but it was like, no. Well, no, because the J-pop idols were doing all cutesy kind of things, and the K-pop idols are a more adult-oriented type of idol. I mean, mm-hmm. whenever they're I... They're not cutesy, they're sexy. It's like when I watch the K-pop idols, to me, it's like watching dance moves from an R&B video from the 90s up into today, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas seeing the, the J-pop idols, it's like watching... I don't know, like, I guess when Britney Spears, and Chris, when they first started and they did their little cutesy thing, like Mickey Mouse type, that's what I see, you know? Well, I mean, it's what it's what's popular in Japan, so I mean, it's just... Their idol scene is not catering mm-hmm. to, the, to a wide audience. They are specifically trying to zero in on older men that have lots of money to spend on merchandise. That is what they're going for. And you want to... You know, I don't mean to straight off of that but i what you're talking about i kind of see on a regular basis here when i'm watching programming like wrestling and this or that they're doing things where it's not being catered to the old generation it's being catered towards the younger kids whose parents have money to buy them the swag that they want and people don't get it so right but back to the, to yes. the idol thing. Um, now, mind you, I can't read Japanese, but the Bandai page basically said there's actually three different musicals that are coming out, and all three of them are going to be done by three different generations of, of idols. idols. And they're, the way they made it sound is it's going to be all different. We'll find out more as it goes on, but there were actually three separate, separate banners. Yeah, three separate idols that were basically involved. So, should be interesting. Yeah. Hopefully they don't fuck it up too much. Yeah. They'll make money either way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Pretty much. But we got Sailor Moon over here, and that was amazing, and I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. And that brings us into the meat of this podcast. Well, Uh, the latest Sailor Moon musical. Well, before we get into that, I I have a question I want to ask to everybody here. Um, I think, part of me thinks what I'm about to say kind of has something to do with it, but at the same time, it doesn't. Now, as y'all remember, and those who are listening to the show, I went to Anime Matsuri last year to the Saramiyu event, and, and I watched, and I was in the front row, you know, watching the special presentation. Now, they said something along the lines of, you know, we would like to see this musical in the States, something along those lines. And then the moon. Sailor Moon Twitter lost its provocative shit saying that they're going to bring the final musical here, and I'm trying to explain on Twitter that's not the case. So a part of me kind of thinks because of that, they kind of had an idea of, let's show it in the States and just see what happens. It's very possible. Trying to get a production of that size over here to any sort of venue would be Mm -hmm. horribly expensive. So the only way for them to have done it with any sort of profit margins in mind would have been taking video the way they did and distributing it. That way, uh, video basically costs them not much. At that that point, it's up to the theaters to make their money back. Yeah. So um, there's little, little risk and lots of reward. Yeah. So that way they were able to basically, you know, get test their waters, see what their audience is, and possibly make some money. And I, I don't know about your theater, but our theater sold out. Here's something interesting. Our theater also sold out, but I also found out you could still buy tickets, but and our theater was only a third full. So I don't know well, about the other thing, theaters. The thing with our theater is I think it sold out initially. But that was also before a theater actually opened up in New York City. Mm-hmm. And that was also before a theater actually opened up in a more major city in New Jersey. Right. And you guys also had like two days to watch it, right? You had Saturday Three. and Sunday. Three. Like that, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, and Wednesday. And yeah, in some places it was also Monday. Monday. Uh, actually, you are incorrect. They actually opened it up to three other theaters in Denver after we bought our tickets. Three other theaters, but all on the same day. Okay, that I didn't know. We only had I didn't one look the days I didn't day, know. Sunday. See, that was it. Same thing with us. I, I looked it up. I'm like, this is Jersey. doesn't matter. I'm going to hang out with my Sailor Moon Jersey crew. Bought my ticket. A few days later, theaters in Midtown Manhattan popped up. And far as I know, they didn't open up tickets for that till like three, four days before the event. And from what I saw, there was Saturday showings, Sunday showings, Monday showings, and Wednesday showings. And the bulk of those showings, see, the bulk of those showings is coming from City Cinema, which is downtown Manhattan. City Cinema is the one spot that that the fans go to because they're always showing all the animated fe- the anime featured films, and that's the only theater that also shows the the Love Live Aquas uh, concerts. So, I was. That's actually what I'm saying is yeah. different. You had more days to see it. Right. Right. Everybody in Denver had one day. Everybody in Denver, everybody right. in Colorado had one day. And I think probably because it's something day, new, you know? Couldn't, that's it. Hmm. <laughs> Which I feel bad for because we have a number of people that couldn't get the day off. 
Mm. Or had, you know, tickets to, like, other theater productions that they couldn't, you know. Yeah, Frozen was showing that day. No, so. Hamilton. Hamilton? Okay, so, yeah. Maybe, if we're lucky, we'll get a Blu-ray uh, distribution of it. Maybe. Well, it's already for sale on uh, Yes Asia and all that nonsense. Right, I was going to say, I'm pretty but, sure but it's already being distributed. 80 bucks, and that is more money than I have to spend currently. Okay. That, not that it's not worth it, but... But it's also raw Japanese. Right. I would if we spend if I'm spending eighty dollars, I need to know what's going on. Exactly. Now nah, enough about that. Back to you, Marco. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So this musical, as we were saying, um, they actually brought it to the states and put it into theaters, and that's how we all went to see it. Because who doesn't like dressing up and going to the theater? Not like moon bounding. Yeah. So I know I went as Luna and Artemis went as Artemis. Yep. Did you two end up moonbounding? Um we no. just I mean we just kinda went like we put on a couple T shirts and we uh, our one and only Sailor Moon T shirt, she has uh, Neptune, I have Uranus right. and we had a friend that bought us these really cute Uranus and Neptune uh, hair bows, so we wore those. And if I'm not mistaken, Artemis over there was kind enough to buy us these cool Neptune and Uranus necklaces. So we busted those out. That was Ashley. Was that Ashley? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Remember, I got y'all the Love Live uh, wallets. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, you've given us a bunch of crap throughout the years. That's the thing about being best friends. True. So I can't keep up with everything you've given us. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we just... Yeah, we didn't dress up because it was—it's an hour and a half. We live an hour and a half outside of Denver, and trying to to wear wigs or even remotely uncomfortable clothes, it, no. Yeah, we were. Yeah, but you know, we at least sported our stuff. There sported were people stuff. that cosplayed. Like there was a full dressed Sailor Moon there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have anybody fully cosplayed up in our theater. Yeah, we had a lot of people wearing swag and bringing the proplicas and so forth. It, I would not bring my proplica. <laughs> <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Anybody messes with that, or if I drop food on it, I'll cry. Because mm-hmm. ours was a bistro, yeah, so you can ours have is, booze and food. Yep, ours was like full service bistro. Oh, you like sit a, down and they come and give you a menu. Oh, yep. like nice. the, like Alamo Draft House in a way. That's exactly what it was. Exactly what okay, it was. there we no. go. I have yeah. yet to go to one. I really need to. Yeah, there isn't one really near here. They finally opened up one in, in Brooklyn about a half hour from my house, so... Oh! But, but it wasn't bad. I mean, the, the service was good. Um, the food was decent. Okay. There's our review of Alamo. Anyway, continue. Mm-hmm. Alright, so what is everybody's just general overall feel of this musical? Knowing that it's way the... better than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yes. Knowing yeah. that this is the finale for the Takarazuka musical partition. By the way, they finally got it right. And then, bye-bye. Bye, guys. Yeah. It, it felt like, well, if we're gonna go all, if we're gonna go, we're gonna go all out, and I was very much pleased by it. Yeah, there were some certain things that we'll get into later that I was wondering how they were gonna play it out, just because of the previous musicals and how much it had deviated from 
you know, the actual story. Mm-hmm. So I was pleasantly surprised with what had actually occurred and was uh, pleasantly surprised with the upgrade in the singing talents. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Because that was... That was our always our biggest gripe about these musicals, was that the singing, specifically by the inners, was just... Bad. Ow. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. I was terrified when they cast the Starlights, because other than Riona, who played Taiki, they had... um, Fisheye? Well, Well, she was Taiki in this musical. Well, she she pulled a Hikari, but yeah. That's not what I was referring to. I was referring to the current musical. Anyway, other than Riona, who played Taiki, the other two girls, as far as I'm aware, had zero musical background. Yeah, um, Saki, um, the Yaten, was a model. And... The Saya make you make you was an actress, movie actress. Like yeah, not like stage actress, but movie actress. So like, only one of them had theater experience, and the one that had theater experience was through the Sailor Moon musicals. Right, she was Fisheye. No, she no. was Hawkeye. Sorry, Hawkeye and, and Rubius. Rubius. So, so we, uh, we immediately like, went, oh, God, please let the three lights be able to sing. Please. <laughs> right. Cause, because it's hard to follow. I mean, you have to admit, Momoko, Hikari, and um, Sayuri have been, I mean, they were amazing. They were fantastic. Their their vocals were good. Sayuri was a pro- professional singer. Um, Hikari um, had a lot of theater oh, experience. Yeah. Momoko, she just stepped up to the plate. Right, and she she basically did their choreography because she's um, a dancer. A dancer. She teaches dancing. Hey, watch Three Light Nerds. Anyway, but <laughs> welcome um, to the Three Light Show. Right. The the we were pleasantly surprised. <laughs> like they weren't like blow you out of the water, but at least they didn't suck. Make You Solo was really good. I was, I again, I was terrified. You knew that there was going to be a... Gene- yeah, a generic equivalent wah, wah. To, um, to the Anza musical, but... <laughs> I'm sorry right now. I'm just picturing um, Taiki and Yaten backstage making fun. Mm. <laughs> so we watched a backstage video that they did where... The, literally there it's was, on the DVD. It's on been... the DVD and someone put it up online where it's basically they had a camera backstage. So whenever you weren't on stage, you could go in front of this camera and like Hammed very up. quietly talk or like do something. And during the Seiya and Usagi solo, um, the, the Taiki and the Yacht 10 were actually backstage in front of this camera mimicking them. <laughs> and it was hysterical. So, just to geek out a little bit, so um, one of the blogs that I follow stalks all of the actresses from this musical. And apparently, just after the three of them got cast, they got together and decided to take, you know, out of costume three lights photos so they could all get used to each other. Uh And they're total hams and total nerds. So they tried bonding immediately, and it was hysterical. So, I mean, that, that says a lot for per- performances, once you can get that level of comfort. Mm-hmm. It shows a level of their professionalism, too, that they were trying to get that 
natural camaraderie on the stage to get together so early to try and have that happen. Right. And they still hang out for that, just for the record. <laughs> Friends forever. That makes me happy. Yeah. All right. So our general overall was that we enjoyed it. What? L- let's take this as a you know part by part basis. Um, we all know the story, and or at least we should all know the story. Uh, <laughs> Mamaru goes to the United States, but doesn't quite get there. So is this yeah. the part of the podcast where we tell everyone to take out their Sailor Moon textbooks and open up the, to uh, part five? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. All right. For those of you playing the home version of the game, please take out your Sailor Moon Taco Bonds and go to the final chapter. It's about to get dark. <laughs> but yeah, so I like that in the very beginning, the three lights basically know that something has happened, that they were witness of the after effects of it, mm-hmm. and that even Usagi herself is aware of what happened and is basically trying to put that out of her mind completely. Right. She's having a uh, blackout. (laughs) Selective memory loss. So I I like that they started that off with, you know, the lights actually understanding what was going on. It really was able to progress the story quicker, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I know I was wondering how they were going to handle the whole um, Mamaru loses his starseed right away. Because <laughs> normally this is the Yuga show. Yeah, I was, I was wondering that as well, and how they were going to have, you know, her come on enough to warrant her even being in this at all. Right, and I was really, really concerned that we were going to end up with, like, Yuga everywhere when she's not supposed to be there. No, we just ended up with Yuga splooge at the end. (laughs) (laughs) See, that was just to make up for everything, you know, so... Right, and to make up for everything, sorry, Yuga, you don't get to be the center of attention. We'll let you try on every freaking costume we've ever made for you, and you can come out on stage, and you can flash it off. Plus here, here's a really cute chef outfit with a pot, with a pan, and you can sing with it. Yes. And weren't there roses painted on the damn pot? Yes. yes. yes there uh, were. It was a floral frying pan. la smoking bulga? What the f- Yeah, the, the puns from that were amusing. Yeah. It would work better if we spoke the language. <laughs> But, oh, yeah, amusing and slightly painful. I I was just glad it didn't turn into the Yuga show until after the show was over. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was concerned that they were going to do, like, the, like, I was like, maybe they'll do the whole thing. Because they've done this before in other musicals and, you know, in the anime, they've dragged it out where they, you know, take Tuxedo and they turn him into evil Tuxo. And... You parade know, him around a parade couple of them. Parade him around a lot and wah, wah, wah. But they didn't, 
I mean, they did that, but they didn't really, like... But they had to do that, because that was actually in the manga. Um, yeah, it was what was in the manga. They didn't, like, really drag it out, and it was with everybody. So, at least there wasn't, you know, the, you know, that whole brainwashing... Blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have a scene with the animates, and then we have Tuxedo coming, and then we have a, a scene with the inners, and then Tuxedo coming. That was what I was afraid of. Right. And and we were glad that that didn't happen, that it was, it actually stayed pretty close to the manga. There were, like, you know, just a couple of things here and there that were different, but... Anyway. It actually, they did really good with, yeah, anyhow. So, that was nice. And the three lights costumes in the airport looked better than their stage costumes, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan of I'm, crushed panay. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not really digging on a crushed panay suit. I just have, I was expecting some type of Michael Jackson esque performance because of how the outfits looked. Yeah, I don't know. They're just um, they're really like if you think in the past, all of the performance outfits for the Starlights have been very brightly colored. And then brightly they put them in black colored. with their accent colors. Right, and then they we're like, here, have a crushed panay black suit, and we'll put a little stripe of your color on your leg. You're good. Okay. Someone <laughs> fell asleep at the wheel on that one. Um, someone who is spending all of their time working on Cosmos. Yeah. I was going to say, somebody who decided to put leopard print on the inside of Yuga's jacket. Yeah! <laughs> I was laughing. Here comes Yuga on stage, and they're all like, you know... Smooshy, 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 and then he starts dancing, and I'm like, you have leopard print on the inside of your jacket. You are so gay. <laughs> Just for the record, I, I totally missed that part. Yeah, I tend to notice costume bits. It's what we do. It's what we do. I know. I know. All right, so speaking of costume bits, mm. uh, we got a look at uh, the group called Yusagi, who does not contain Yusagi. Because she yes. keeps missing the performance. Happened. Yes, yes, that, that is the second time that's happened. <laughs> that is the second Usagi band. So they pulled the same stunt twice. Yes, and Usagi pulled the same stunt twice. But they were adorable. I kind of want, want an Usagi band shirt. <laughs> I wanted Mercury's guitar. I thought that was friggin' adorable. The little car with the blue bubbles on it, and I was like, of course they gave Minako a guitar. Of course they Mm -hmm. did. Yep. But that was actually really cute, and that was the first time (coughs) I could say I was actually impressed with the inner singing. Yeah, I, I I am kind of, you know, knowing that the Mercury is new that they basically had her up front and center. So that kind of shows you the singing prowess of the other girls compared to her. If the new girl is the one that they're shoving front and center. Like her, you sing. But still, the other, I mean, the other girls still weren't, weren't bad. Oh, no. I think... No, and they, they harmonized a lot better than they had been. Oh, yes. They, they did much better this time. <laughs> Well, isn't it a different set of girls this time around as opposed to the first time? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to the original set, but mm-hmm. 
This was, if I remember correctly, the same set of girls from the last musical. Right. But they, the one before that, um, so S, but not Super S, they were the original set. That was when they made them retire. Gotcha. Yeah, because I actually liked the other song a little bit more. I thought that I thought that was a better track, but you know. Um, but the the inners have always been the ones that have struggled because they always grab girls that have no experience. It's because they're all really young. So because they're just like you're 14 years old, come here and I'm gonna shove you in a little skirt and you're gonna perform on stage. So, that's going to work out, right? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? What could go wrong with that? Yeah, the thing is, though, I completely agree that they shouldn't have just kept going with new girls all the time. There are enough people that look younger than they actually are Yes, They're that ancient. could have been put on there. Yes, but, I mean, in this case, it seemed to me that from the, the last musical, they actually seemed to have worked hard on their vocals. Um, so that seemed better. I mean, I, like, like I said, I, I know the Mercury was new from the last musical. They seem to have Mercury problems. So, but <laughs> it, it was just... It was very refreshing because we're very we're used to kind of sticking cotton balls in our ears to watch these things, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, the they were adorable. I do. I am a little frustrated that they've overplayed the whole idol thing. So. Going back to the first musical, right. the generals were idols, and then we got the Usagi band, and then mm -hmm. and then Haruka was an idol, and then mm -hmm. and then now we've got idols again. So idols, idols everywhere. Yes, it's a big thing. So basically, if you're an idol in Japan, you're either a villain or a hero. You're a villain or you're essential. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What I got out of this. Oh, but then we have the. Really awesome meeting between Saya and Haruka. That was funny. That was great. Their chemistry through this whole thing was really awesome. And again, I'm a stalker. I've been following Makeu ever since she got uh, cast. She was terrified of talking to Shu, which is Haruka. Yep. And so um, you can see a little bit of that. So uh, the, her trying to interact uh, and there's pictures after after because Makey one loves doing a behind the scenes photos and if you if you actually take a look at her her Twitter it's hysterical it's filled with with cast photos mm -hmm. but it wasn't until later on she finally got the balls haha mm -hmm. to, to talk to, to con Shu and to start doing photos with her mm -hmm. yeah she was really intimidated by Shu. <laughs> So that was really funny, and it really translates well on stage. Yep. So, but yeah, that that was funny, and and you know, again, straight from the story, that was. They they did a little twist, which I think is funny. Um, that uh, the outers start narrating how the three lights are baiting them. 
Yeah, that was <laughs> later on. That was funny where they're like, they're doing this on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. I love it. Right. So, but okay. yeah, I, I kind of want Machido's dresses. I think Haruka's floofies need to go away. That was, <laughs> what? that was a bad call. You don't want her poet shirt? Oh, that is awful. <laughs> what about them suspenders? Come on. You don't want, like, a polka dotted shirt and suspenders? No, that, that was actually kind of cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was actually kind of cute. But I love the fact that um, Sayo went to give Michida a rose, and Hooker's like, I'll take that. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, yep. What stood out for you guys? You first, Mako. Um... Are you still trying, to figure, still trying to conjugate stuff? Well, no. I, I, I think, like, I get where they were going with uh, Galaxia and looking down on everything, but holy fuck, her facial expression freaked me the hell out. See, for us, it seemed like she was channeling another um, Galaxia actress, because in the old musicals, there's a Galaxia actress that's actually known for her crazy eyes. And I was like, holy shit, she's doing the crazy eyes. <laughs> and can we just talk about that costume for a minute? Holy crap. That was awesome. Yeah. Going back to the backstage, because we've seen backstage pictures of them. And no one could touch her. She had all the because she would like have to very carefully like put her arms around people and like no one could actually hug her because she would kill them just <laughs> by, like, embracing them. Well, Kakyu's costume got caught on her because the, 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 I'm assuming from the photos that I see that, that Glax is actually kind of touchy-feely. And she's trying to hug the cast and she's like, shit. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying to do a selfie here. I can't, guys. I'm sorry. There, there were spikes on the spikes, man. They were everywhere. Yes, that thing was... Koi needs to make a new costume. That thing was insane. Yeah. I mean, basically, the entire front of her chest is nothing but little tiny spikes. Yup. And there's more. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's more. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I'm looking at a close-up of just her chest plate, and it's just from... Her waist up to, you know, nipple level is just nothing but teeny tiny little spikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, I think she was channeling another actress. Was that the first Galaxia that did that or second that did the crazy eyes? Or, uh, I can't. It's just, it's a Galaxia thing. You do the crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. Like. Well, a black lady did that, too. Yeah, I was going to say, there was a black lady actress that did that, too. She had, like... I think she was the first black lady actress. But it's like, like, I got it because she was... She had her head raised and was looking down. Mm -hmm. And she looked down on everybody until the very final act when she was actually looking at somebody, like, level. Right. And the other part of it could be, too, that she's 
if I remember correctly, the the Galaxy actress was theatrically trained. Because mm-hmm. I, I a lot of the villains are Taka Bazooka. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're usually Taka Bazooka alumni. So you have to keep in mind too that for them a lot of things have to be exaggerated in order to be seen from stage. So it doesn't necessarily translate very well when you get close up on it with mm-hmm. a camera. <laughs> and I just want to point out the fact that that camera that they had front and center really, really was not helpful. They had they had the, the, the stage left and the stage right, and then they had one like down in the orchestra pit. And whenever they use that one, I'm like, no, cut that out. Yeah, it was just yeah. way too close and threw everything off. Right. Well, it, sometimes it threw me off, too, whenever they did, like, the audience shots. Because for privacy's sake, they would blur out everybody's faces. But it really fucked with my vision. I was mm. like... Ah. <laughs> ah. It really threw me off. Because I would be trying to focus, and I was like... Mm. It's not helping. Not helping. You probably should have just censored their faces with like little black happy faces or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. the the other th- the other thing that I liked is the whole meeting that they had with the whiteboard. That was funny. <laughs> See, that was funny. That was great. It was great. And they're all discussing that, yes, they have star seeds, and yes, they are senshi, and then they go, holy crap, that means they're women. And... Tatsuna freaks out and starts drawing boobs. Yes. Boobs in a skirt. Yes, boobs in a skirt. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was actually funny. And wasn't that right after they, they had called... Um... Say I called her an obasan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh... They called her a grandma, and she flipped out i lost my shit about that i was like that was one of my funny points of, of the musical well that was mistranslation 101 uh 101 they're like they translated as madam yeah, that yeah. is not what that meant that they is were, not what she called her they were just trying to be nice <laughs> well i think if you know you don't know what they're why she's freaking out about what they said it makes that scene a little more confusing Right. Yeah, but but I, to, as a translation, that would be like looking at a fifteen-year-old girl and going, "Okay, ma'am." Except she's not. She's in college. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's that's what the obasan is basically. It's going up to somebody young and going, "Okay, ma'am." Yes, thank you, ma'am. You know what? It- to me, it kind of plays on the old TV, the regular TV trope of you know some middle of saying that to a middle-aged woman, and you see her losing her her shit on TV and insert laugh track here, you know. Yeah, but she's only nineteen in this. True. So it's it's not even a middle-aged woman. It's looking at you know a teenager and going, "You're freaking old." Yeah, but ser- seriously, Mako, she doesn't look nineteen. Well, no, because the actress isn't 19. I know. See, that's where I found it funny. Yes, I know the, the character age is set sooner, but if you're looking at the actress herself, to me, that just makes it a little bit funnier. Mm. Yeah, the only ones that are age-appropriate, I think, are the are the inners. Because mm-hmm. even, like, the Starlights are in their 20s. Matter of fact, uh, make you turn 21 while they were on set. Babies. So. 
I no <laughs> cradle robbers. <laughs> yeah, I I'm almost positive that one of the inner senshi is 19 though. Wow. Yeah, I don't know which one. Um, I was just quickly scrolling through and looking at the names of the inners, and it actually had their ages next to it, and I didn't see who it was, but one of them said 19, one of them said 17, one of them said 15. You you want to feel old? Chibi Moon. And it's been the same Chibi Moon through the whole series. Mm-hmm. This year, she just turned 14. Yep. And I still say she hit one hell of a growth spurt. Mm. Well, yeah, but at the same time, in this musical she's supposed to have hit a growth spurt yes. right yes she's, yeah. she, she's I, supposed to be the age that all the other girls are at right. the beginning of the series i just wasn't expecting to be so tall that that's mm-hmm. just it she's still shorter than um the moon a haruka moon i mean not haruka sorry hotaru moon yeah that's the name of the moon for this musical. yeah her, her name's hotaru um but yeah Calling her Obasan was rude, was, and it was, <laughs> it was super rude. <laughs> Watching her freak out was great. And um, all right, so what did we think of Chibi Chibi? Chibi Chibi <laughs> oh was adorable. God, so I, I just loved it when she started doing her song and dance, and all everybody just started going along with it. That was cute. That was mm-hmm. fun. I was terrified that it was going to get obnoxious, but no, she was super cute. And she did a really good job for a little spurt. Mm-hmm. Spurt? <laughs> yeah, because you figure in the anime, and I believe in the manga, basically all she says is chibi chibi. Mm-hmm. Right. So for them to give that character so much content in this that isn't just chibi chibi, I'm like, wow. I Like I said, again, you know, the musicals are like condensed versions of, of everything long long drawn out if they just kept us saying chibi chibi throughout the musical i don't think they would have been able to progress far and getting things done you know sort of yeah i think later on and i it's been a while since i've actually read the manga i think when just before cosmos gets introduced chibi chibi explains who she is Mm -hmm. which they did not do in this musical no, because it was a little kid, so... But we got some resolution to who Cosmos is. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was nice. But didn't that something that we all knew, though? It was something that we all suspected, but... Yeah, the... they never actually came out and said in the manga who she was. Never I... actually came out and said... So, she basically, they confirmed that, yes, she is a future reincarnation of Sailor Moon. I could have sworn that was in the manga. No. Okay. No. Uh, no, like, that was I, something that we... People thought she was uh, Chibiusa in the future. Right, and but basically, in the manga, the way they word it is very ambiguous. Oh, okay. It, it, in the musical, they literally came right out and said it. And that's the first time that it has been so blatant. Because... Yeah. The way it was, and I'm, I wish I could remember the exact wording. I'd have to literally go grab the manga and read it. But basically, she didn't really come out and say she was a future reincarnation of Sailor Moon. I think she said she was Sailor Moon's future self, which yeah. could mean anything. Right, it could mean a lot of things. 
which led to a lot of discussion about, well, but Sailor Moon gave up her Ginzui show. And they bas- it basically said in the manga that when Sailor Moon became Neo Queen Serenity, she gave up her pride as a senshi. Which means she can't transform anymore. Which means anymore. she can't transform anymore. That, that Sailor Moon is done. But then, you know, Cosmos came and she said she was a future Sailor Moon and everyone was like, what? How does that work? How does that work? May- well, if she is a future variant, maybe, who knows, that could be a distant descendant or something like that, you know? Well, they actually explained it in the musical, too. They, Senshi, yeah. when they die, they're not, apparently it doesn't seem like they're supposed to procreate. It seems like what happens is they're supposed to die, their Sailor Crystal goes back into the so galaxy goes, cauldron and they get reborn, so they keep their memories this whole time. Right, so basically what they said is the body doesn't matter as long as the starseed still exists. Right. Because the starseed is reborn into a different body. Chibiusa is an anomaly. Right. Mm-hmm. So they they truly just came right out and said it in the musical that she is a reincarnation of Sailor Moon. Which means at some point or another, Neo Queen Serenity dies. And Chibiusa dies because Chibiusa and Chibiusa Chibi dies because she has to because she has the Ginzui show in the future. And then Sailor Moon is reincarnated. Again. Again. Under a new name, new title, more badass. Right. Well, actually, they say that. Soggy. They say that Eternal Sailor Moon, and that's straight out of the manga too. Eternal Sailor Moon will always be the most powerful. Any Sailor Moon that comes after her is never as powerful as Usagi is at the end of the manga. Right. Mm. They, they, I think, because they actually quoted the manga when Cosmo said, I could never match her, I think, her beauty and her strength, mm-hmm. or something like that, basically saying, I, I'm not as strong as her. But my costume's cool. Fair enough. I, I, I can, <laughs> I can okay, I'm okay with that. Right. So. But anyway, we're skipping yeah, over stuff. We're, we're skipping over stuff, but. Grab, grab your timeline there, Mako, and right. reel us back in. I think that's. We're just saying it was nice to actually finally have that resolution that, mm-hmm. you know, they came right out and said it. Right, right. Yeah, everyone back into the DeLorean, kids. <laughs> yeah. All right. So basically, you know, after that whole thing with uh, the whiteboard and everything, we finally get into our, basically our first fight, our first good fight. Mm-hmm. Where the animates are introduced. Iron Mouse was so cute. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my god. And I like that Mouse and, and, and Nyanko teamed up. Were actually, yeah. I, I think the one thing that I didn't like, and I get that it would have taken too much out of this, would be to explain what planets they actually came from. Like, I understand Yanko can't really say, oh, by the way, I came from the planet that you're guardian cats. Oh, wait, we don't have guardian cats. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think that one, I don't think that was ever going to make it. <laughs> but it I, just... I wish something had been done. I mean, I get the guardian animals aren't in this, but I think they could have said, you know, I'm the last 
and alluded to, you know, maybe they were supposed to be the guardian cats or something. Just bringing something into it because that was, I, that was part of the Senshi's growth in the manga itself was learning that, you know, these characters were actually part of their own sailor uh, solar system. Somewhat. Sort of, yeah. Right. I mean, they kind of alluded to it that they came from different planets. They just never actually said that they, which planets they came from. Mm-hmm. Because they were talking about how Galaxia came to their planet and then destroyed their senshi destroyed and then gave everything them... and then gave them the bracelets. Yeah. And then they, I think at one point they actually did come out and say that they were. Because that's why Sailor Moon didn't want to fight them, because she said that they were senshi. Um, corrupted senshi. But corrupted senshi, mm-hmm. but still senshi, and that's and she didn't want to, yeah. Well, technically not all of them were senshi. Some of them were turned into senshi by Galaxia. Right. But jumping ahead slightly, I apologize. It makes you wonder, though, because when she took everybody's Sailor Crystal and then brought them back, they looked like themselves. So did she do that with the anima mates or did she give random people Sailor Crystals? I I think she ended up giving them random crystals only because when she after Mouse and Yonko are you know gone Mm-hmm. She upgrades the other two and gives them new crystals or gives them a second crystal or something like that. Right. And, and they don't change appearance whatsoever. Right. Well, not that they could, but. Right. <laughs> well, no, no, but I like that has me thinking it's more along the lines of, you know, it's just like a, a, a gem on the outside. It's just powering you know, they're stealing the energy from the gem and not actually part of the gem themselves. Right. Um, I mean, I know in, you know, in the manga, they actually were the senshi from the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, just a corrupted version. Just a corrupted version where, you know, Galaxia had taken their star seeds from them and then, you know, corrupted them and bent them to her will. Um, so, but I also like that Sailor Moon could heal everybody too. That was kind mm-hmm. of yeah. Yeah, that was that was a nice hybrid between the manga and the anime that they did in the musical, and they might have done that because you know little kids are there and yes, death is not good when all of your characters end up dying. Well, and then yeah, they, literally they, everybody they don't necess- does. Right, they don't necessarily want to show their hero murdering um, a bunch of people. Yeah, a bunch of people. Um, because that was something that was always really, really dark about the manga was that she literally, like, you know, in the anime, she always healed them. Mm-hmm. She tried to, and in the manga, she had to kill them. Yeah, her and the other senshi, just like, okay, goodbye. Yeah. And there was no, you know, purification process. No. I, I've I've heard anime Usagi referred to as Camp Counselor Usagi. Yes. <laughs> How she, you know, 
helps everybody. Yes. Camp camp counselor Rashadi. Sounds about right. But um Alright, so we end up getting transformed starlights. Do 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 Enter bondage Senshi. <laughs> and only two of them use their attacks right away. No, Fighter didn't use hers till like almost the very end. It's like yeah, right. Yes, and and, and, I'm and then of course there, there was no Starlight. Uh, the God Kaku's got an attack, and the three of them have an attack together. I forget what right. it is. Something about well, they they actually have multiple attacks, but that they they only use the ones really used in the anime. So poopy doopy, but that's okay. I realized they didn't have a lot of time. Um, but, um, I was kind of disappointed at the, you know, nerds in the audience that decided to have a giggle fit at Star Gentle Uterus, and I was just like, oh, come on, grow up, people. Yeah, but it's still kind of funny, though. That's, you know, but I think at our theater, no, there wasn't a single giggle at that, so. Uh, we had some. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's always that one turd in the audience. Because yes. there were some people that wanted to giggle at some other stuff, too, that was like, really? I mean, there were some funny parts towards the end, but I was just like, really? Really? Come on. But. There it is. Starlight Royal Straight Flush. I'm a nerd. That's a straight flush. But, yeah, um, that was kind of a bummer. Like, she only gets to use her attack, like, what, once? Yeah. Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, we, I, if I remember correctly, we only heard it once, and I was like, "That's it? Is that all we get?" Yeah, once at the very end. At the very end, right before KO. At least they didn't die at the bottom of the ocean. I know. That I, was that, that. That I know we're jumping ahead, but that made me super, super happy because in the manga they just like fall asleep in the river sticks and just die and don't wake up. Just bye. Don't even go out fighting. Just, you fall asleep now. Bye-bye. Mayoko doesn't like the starlights. No. Starlights go down the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, their princess gets impaled, and they go night-night. No, no, they go night-night, then their princess gets impaled. Kaku well, dies later. I wasn't necessarily saying it in order, but, yeah. um, That sucked. So it was nice that, at least in this, even when they were following the manga, they adapted it so that way at least the Starlights went out fighting. And I was like, well, that's better. <laughs> that's nicer. Um, but, yeah. yeah. And then after that, we get Cosmos. Yay! Sato. And, yeah. And I really, really liked that they brought... The Sailor Moon from the, the beginning pre- of this yeah. series back to to play her and to play her. It's wow, like, Satomi actually worked on her vocals. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it came full circle. And she yeah. ate a sandwich too. She like, I realized she was probably really stressed out by the the musicals because you know it's Japan, but she actually looked like she was. I couldn't, like, I couldn't break her anymore. Yeah. 
So yeah, between I, the first and the second musical, she dropped way too much weight. Yeah. That the the outfit itself was hanging on her. Yes, right. exactly. It was very so, obvious. So you so you know that because most of the videos that we see are of usually the final act in Tokyo. Yes. So you know that from the beginning of when they actually sized her for that particular outfit to the end of that act, which is about, what, a month? Mm, yeah. She dropped enough weight that she looked, that the outfit was actually hanging off of her. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, you know, she looked she looked really good and she worked on her vocals because mm-hmm. she sounded good. So I was actually like, oh, yay, Satomi. And, uh... and then, of course, after that, we get into the big fight scene. Once everything is somewhat peaceful and all of the fighting between enemies is over, we get into Aruka and Saya fighting. Yep. That was beautiful. That was good. Made me happy. <laughs> I'm telling you, those two are drinking buds now. Mm. Mm-hmm. More like drinking rivals to see who could outdrink the other first. <laughs> you see two senshi pass out on the floor. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I I like this part because in in the actual series, they never really had this. So Haruka never got answers. You know, in in the series, it was always we can't trust them, we can't trust them, we can't trust them. And this fight basically, you know, she she knows that things aren't going to, you know, be screwed up kind of thing. Well, it also expands on Haruka's character because if you think about it, throughout this whole thing, first and foremost, they're like, you know, we're the outer senshi, so we got to shoulder this big old burden. Y'all get out. Get the fuck out. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't interact with any of the other senshi because they thought they were the big bad and everything had to happen to us and we have to protect you and yada, yada, yada. And then... Playing violin. (laughs) And then, um, on top of that, she wouldn't listen to other people. So Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, at this stage of the game, she recognized that there were people out there that were similar to, to to them possibly even more powerful but she would never acknowledge that herself that's just not how she rolls um, but that these people could actually be beneficial to them mm-hmm. so she was willing to hear her out and I think that's a lot of character growth for somebody as stubborn and as obstinate as Haruka mm-hmm. especially uh, someone who uh, bested her gotta respect that or at least try to. Right. Yeah. So that that was cool. But you get five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, six more. You get five minutes. You got five minutes, but unfortunately, Usagi's having fantasies about Mamaru. Right. So your five minutes happen after that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know, we can't have a musical without Usagi and Mamoru having a duet together. 
Yeah. The fact that this duet happened while one of them was basically dead. <laughs> hey, it was a fantasy, okay? Oh, yeah, I know. It's just, <laughs> I'm, it, yep. it amuses me that they were still able to put that in here. Uh-huh. Yuga has a contract. If she doesn't <laughs> sing a certain number of songs, she doesn't have to be in the musical. And then the turnout will be absolutely dismal. Which is why they saved it for the end. Mm. <laughs> oh, By the way, you're going to only ending. have two songs in the entire musical, but at the end you're going to come out and you're going to sing every song you ever sung. And you get to try on all your costumes and you get to you know, do your thing. <laughs> it's okay. It will still be the Yuga show. It's right? just at the end. Yeah. That ending. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay. So, yeah. Lord. So, after the whole fantasy, we get Ray and Minako. And then we get... Uh, Yatsun and Taiki. Uh, Ray and Minako are basically talking about what they're gonna do once it's all over and finding love. And the two starlights come out and basically said, Bullshit. Shit. <laughs> you are full of shit. <laughs> and I think this is the first time that they actually state, you know. You're not going to do that because you've already given your heart to somebody. You've already dedicated yourself to somebody. And they finally, you know, they actually say to somebody, yeah, well. Fuck it. We're still going to do what we want to do. Actually, it's more of, yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. We know. Yeah, we know, but that doesn't mean we have to give up fantasies. Yeah, it, it means we can't, you know, it doesn't mean we can't talk about it and we can't. But we know. It's the monotony of it. And then, you know, you get the famous lines out of the manga of, yeah, we don't need boys. <laughs> and there the shipping begins. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. So. Anything that says, yeah, we don't need boys. Oh, yeah, we don't need girls. Yeah. You have to go, oh, okay, you just need your- yourselves. You just need each other. That's not what they meant. <laughs> but fans think otherwise, and you can't tell them otherwise, even if you drill it into their skulls. Oh, tell yeah. me you don't ship Jupiter and Mercury. Who, me? Her. Oh. Oh, I, I totally ship them. See? I, I totally ship them. But that's, you know, I, I don't look to put that into the series. And a lot of shippers, when that pairing doesn't happen in the series, get rabid. Uh, and, it's, yeah. and it's like, did you not read the manga? Did oh, you trust not... me, we know. We've had this conversation yeah. with Sei and Usagi shippers. Mm-hmm. Did you not watch the series? <laughs> Again, there the fans like don't like to see and hear what they want to see and hear. They're well, the truth. They actually did something really cool in this. Was Saya flat out admitted that uh, her initial attraction to Usagi was because Usagi was exactly like Kaku. Right, mm-hmm. and then she flat out admitted that it was the probably the worst lopsided relationship in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I went, you're right. 
Yeah. Well, the whole song, the duet between the two of them, where Usagi's basically singing to herself about Mamoru, and Seiya is singing to Usagi about Usagi, and basically says, you know, I love you, but I... Or I have feelings for you, but I can't tell you, and I'll keep it to myself, but I'll still protect you. Yes, right. Yeah. How precious. How precious. But at least there was, I mean, I'm sure, as always, people ignore it, because, but... (laughs) Fuck you, I do what I want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want my pairing anyways. And it's like, okay, whatever. That's nice. But in this alternate universe... But in this alternate universe, you know, Seiya comes back to Earth and abandons her princess, and they all live happily ever after and have babies. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, what alternative universe? Because technically, there's already an alternative universe written about. You could take the alternate universe, turn it... Never mind. Um, So... It's it's nice to see that though, where they're flat out admitting that, yeah, I know this isn't a thing. I know it's not gonna work out, but I'll do what I can. <laughs> and at least we didn't get that, you know, horrible. Why am I not good enough? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. See there. Mm-hmm. Right there. <laughs> so that that was Hulk smash Hulk smash yes that was good so then after that we get into the fight where all of the outer senshi basically have their star seeds stolen nom 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 I'm glad they didn't go the route of having Neptune and Uranus go yes. rogue yeah. Right. I was I was very glad that they left that out from the anime. I was just like, thank you. Thank you. And something we haven't mentioned, I really like how they did when people lost their star seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they handled that really well. The little the little rolly carts that got rolled in and then the actresses stepped into the boxes and, and they disintegrated in the box. Right. Mm-hmm. And they sucked down into the stage. <laughs> Senshi go down the hole. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> then at the end, Sailor Moon brought them back. They came back. <laughs> but visually, that was very, very well well done. Uh, mm-hmm. That I did like. Because I found myself for a few minutes trying to figure out how they pulled that off, you know? But I'm like, there's got to be a trap door or something like that. But however, it was still, you know, an amazing illusion. And then, of course, the Uranus and Neptune fighting to hold each other's hands right before sadness. Hey, at least they, they gave a nod that the two of them were together. Oh, no, this whole musical was a nod that the two of them were together. Yeah. Oh my God, Haruka and Chitter need to get a room. <laughs> Damn, kids. And then, of course, after this fight, we have Sailor Chibi Chibi that pops up and then just points and there's Kakia. It's like, where the fuck was she? <laughs> Right there. Now, isn't Chibi Chibi Galaxia's starseed? 
No. no Kaki in the anime, is... she in, was. In the anime, she was because okay. they left out Cosmos. And because they left out Cosmos, there was no other way to explain Chibi Chibi. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. Chibi Chibi is basically Cosmos. Cosmos turns herself into a little kid so she could go back in time and try and convince Usagi to do what she thinks is the right thing. Which is destroying the cauldron. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, she so, because she keeps living the same nightmare over and over again, she feels that if she destroys the cauldron, that none of this will, uh, her future will never happen, and all of this pain will go away. So she thinks that she needs to convince Sailor Moon to destroy it. Right. But since they left Cosmos out of the anime, the only way they could explain her was Chibi-chibi. as... Yeah, the only way they could explain Chibi-Chibi was saying that she was Galaxia Starseed. Which is no. <laughs> okay, nope. fair enough. And so, can I just say, holy crap, Kakia, that headdress alone. I wasn't expecting Kakia to be much of a fighter. Just saying. Well, in that she's reg- supposed to be as in, powerful as right, Sailor Moon. She's, and I was gonna say, in that regard, actually, they did well with that because you're. She actually has a senshi form in the manga. They obviously couldn't do that here in a stage show, but um, I was glad to actually see her fighting because that's what she did. And she was actually pretty powerful. Um I would say she was probably as powerful as Sailor Moon was in the very beginning. Mm. Yes. Not like Eternal Sailor Moon, but no, definitely right, but definitely she was she was up there. I mean, they even showed it to you. She threw some attacks at Galaxia and Galaxia mm-hmm. actually got thrown back. And so it was actually nice to see them do that on in the stage show. So um Yeah, but, so after that, we get the, uh, you know, go into Act 2. Right. And Usagi's dream <laughs> of Mamaru cooking for her. <laughs> See, this is, why I, this is why I'm kind of glad I went and did a rewatching Because when I first saw it, that kind of threw me for a loop. But now I understand that was just a fucked up mind game by Galaxia. Well played. Or it was just Usagi being Usagi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dreaming about food. Dreaming about food and all of her friends. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> but So then we basically come into the major fight at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's other stuff that happens. Right. There's other are- songs, but... Basically, it's everybody agreement, like everybody getting into agreement to go fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. And that's when we have Chibiusa come back, and that's when we have Saturn come back. Well, yeah, they go to the cauldron first, but yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of, I realized they never actually labeled it the river sticks, but it was actually kind of nice to see how they handled that on a stage. Mm hmm. Um, so that was kind of interesting, but and and by the way, it was weird seeing them go the operatic route with Kakio again. We were like, okay, so we're doing opera again. All right, cool. 
because that's how they handled her in the past musicals too. They, she was an opera singer. I'm like, okay, we're doing this again. <laughs> um, and yeah, like we said before, it was nice seeing the starlights actually go out fighting mm-hmm. instead of just falling asleep. The the confrontation with Galaxia. I was kind of hoping to see a healed Galaxia on stage. I was hoping that we would um, just to see what they would do for the outfit. But obviously, you know, with so many people switching back and forth between different costumes Mm -hmm. to have her change into a costume for five minutes didn't really make sense. No, I mean, that was the exact same reason why I came to understand that they didn't do Eternals. Um, Because it just didn't make sense to make an entire new set of costumes for all of the girls, and they would be in them for two minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I get it. It just didn't make sense. I have to say, like, and this is skipping to, like, the very end. The fact that they had her doing all of those last, you know, couple of dances in those freaking wings. Uh-huh. I felt so I, bad for her. I felt so bad. Well, if you watch, like, when they're doing the curtain call, too, she, like, only, like, half bows. hmm <laughs> Like, she lets everyone bow ahead of her, and then she comes down. And you can see why, because her wings, like, fold down and, like, touch the Mars and Yuga. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, like, I mean, the, the wingspan <laughs> of these things, they, they've got to be at least, what, four foot across? Um, Possibly maybe, more? I think a little more. If they're if they're going behind the two people next oh, to Oh, yeah, wingtip, I'm looking at it now. Wingtip to wingtip, you're looking at at least five, five and a half feet. I was gonna say five to six. Yeah. Ew. But um, ha- like, how many times did they have to like practice bowing before they had to figure that out? Like, how many people did she have to take out with those wings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when they were doing the whole bowing at the end, and I saw her that she's like a a step back from everybody so that she can uh, bow and not be able to, you know, kill them. Yep. 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 <laughs> So the epic battle between Sailor Moon and Galaxia, which ends up being an epic battle between Sailor Moon and Chaos, mm. and Galaxia is just basically sitting there on the steps going, fuck, what the hell? We should be <laughs> fighting each other, and you're just sitting here and talking to me. And you're protecting me. Mm-hmm. I don't get this. You effed up, lady. And then Chaos is like, eh, I'll take care of this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm getting real tired of your shit now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and then Chibi Chibi goes, okay, fuck this, and out comes Cosmos. Yep. And I realized, you know, after all of this, where Sailor Moon is basically fighting and then basically kills herself in order to do what needs to be done and cosmos is just sitting there looking at chibiusa 
and she's just having this conversation and the only thing going through my head is why are you doing that and i'm like oh because in the future she doesn't get born like in cosmos's future right she would have she would have realized at that point that you know she can't keep going on and siphoning off her power kind of thing at least that we know of because mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like we said before tv use is technically an anomaly even and even though i think she actually does have her own star seed which is really weird no I... the pink thing is her star seed yeah but then they say that they actually sent the star seed being born so again naoku isn't the best with thinking these things out no, and she did have a hand in these musicals. Yeah. But that's actually, that's another thing that's straight from the manga is at the very end. She mm-hmm. actually, They say that, you know, there's a starseed being born. And, and uh, yeah. Mamoru was like, what? I haven't even touched you yet. <laughs> I only kissed you. What? Yeah, that, that was funny. But anyways, because um, in the manga, they weren't kissing. And no. I, I throw this out there because I, I just had to double check to make sure that I was correct. The voice of chaos mm-hmm. was done by Ryuji. Oh, it was? And Ryuji was chaos in the original musicals. So he is the only dude that has ever been on this. this Ryuji! Yep. So yeah, the voice of chaos in this was the original chaos from Ainden Setsu. Cool. He did other things too, but uh, yeah, he oh you he, he <laughs> they made a joke about that in the original musicals where uh Mamoru um Mochi Mamoru yes. was was telling him to do the different things and yeah it was funny. Uh-huh. He basically was in just about every musical. He played some sort of villain for a while. No, for he a didn't. while, yeah. But yeah, and then he retired. And then he retired. I think just the first stage. Think so. Think but anyway, the, but anyway. What, what, is that I, his I first name or that. his last name? Huh? Is that his first name or is his last name? Uh, hang on, I'll tell Ryuga? you what his name is. Nope. I think that's his last name. It's Ryuji Kashihara. Okay, so that is his first name. But that that's actually really sweet that they brought him back to do the voice of chaos. That's a nice throwback. Wait, what the hell is going on here? I just heard some really bad background noise. That was us. We live above a garage. Okay. I thought it was something on my end. I'm like, wait, what? No. No, that's us. So Ryuji did Kunzite, uh, Death Ra, Tiger's Eye, MC Fly, Chaos, uh, Professor Tomoe, Baron Giles DeRay, and Dark Nibiru. So yeah, all the way through first stage. Yep. Hmm. Yep. But that that's actually really cool. So yeah. You're I welcome. I didn't realize they had done that. That's kind of like, you know, how they brought Satomi back for for mm-hmm. um so that's actually cool. And I was sort of slightly hoping that since this was the last musical that they would be able to get some sort of permission to grab one of the original Satomi songs and do it like at the very end. I was like, Come on, come on, do it, do it and no. Nope, nope. Still got Moonlight and Setsu, which is, you know, better than nothing. Yeah. 
but they've done that before. So. But we're, we're missing the most obvious thing. So what did we think of the wedding dresses? Good Lord almighty. I liked that they did the whole thing where they all came out in wedding dresses. It was very much like the art books. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was cool. Well, during the rebirth scene, they actually did the white dresses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was from the manga. Very too. much that, from that the was, that was neat art too. books. But, um, yeah, the, it, I mean, it was obvious that they weren't copying the ones from the art book because it looked like they just went to a wedding store and were like, we want that and that and that and that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and then they split them um, up some color-coordinated jewelry. But I, mean, I think it was kind of amusing that even though everybody's in dresses, Hedrika's still in pants. <laughs> No, she did a mermaid dress. Yeah, it was a mermaid dress. No, those are pants. For the wedding gown? Yeah, that's pants. And oh. just happens to have, the top happens to have tulle coming down over the pants. It's a pantsuit. Okay. I'll have to watch it again. I'm, I, I totally say, missed that. It looks like a strapless a... mermaid dress yeah. to us. Yeah, now, if you actually look through the tulle, you can see it's it's actually pants. Oh. And I only recognize that because that's what my mother kind of did for her wedding. Gotcha. Ah. Well, but, yeah, we'll take a closer look at it because we missed that. Um, and, and some of them I liked and some of them I didn't like. Like Mercury's dress was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, liked... it was like multi-layered and... Well, and the layers didn't really make sense. Yeah me but um the i liked minako so because it was very idly mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to get a perfect screenshot of that as wallpaper for my phone because reasons <laughs> now i may have missed this part of y'all talking about it but your thoughts on the immaculate conception yeah we were we mentioned that briefly just okay. a little bit ago and we said we were laughing about it because monitor freaked out yes mm -hmm. i don't i think out of Everything in the musical up to this point, I think that has to be, if not my number one highlight of this musical, if not my number one, it's in my top five. Right. And I have to say, our theater erupted into laughter on that one. Because <laughs> Yuga's face was just... Priceless. Yep. Like, <laughs> I didn't do anything. Yeah, um, when you guys go back to look at Haruka's dress look at the bouquet throwing scene when she's stepping up onto the stairs she's you can actually see through the tool that she's wearing pants oh that sucks stop putting her in pants but the thing is you only see it when there's light shining every other time it looks like she's just wearing a dress mm -hmm. gotcha so it it is it's playing on i guess both of both sides of her. Gotcha. As Michiru would say, both sides. I hope Michiru got her new uh, lipstick. Oh. <laughs> well, didn't didn't we learn that, that that scene was like changed? Oh, the they, 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 part of the lines get ad-libbed every time, yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a there's two scenes that get ad-libbed when um um Haruka gets mad at Michiru because, you know, she, you, she promised her to be nice later. 
And, um, and like for our scene, it was she basically uh, Machida basically says, "No, I want to go shopping now." Mm-hmm. And then the bouquet toss changed with everyone because she couldn't predict where it went. Right. So whoever caught the bouquet would have to ad lib for that night's show. Oh, okay. Because I think Machida actually caught it once, and I don't remember what was said, but it was uh, it was funny. See, I was actually reminded of like the final act of PGSN when Makoto caught the uh, bouquet. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we've seen that. Yeah. We have. It's been a long time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then Motoki just shows up with the ring, and it's like, dude, how long have you had that? Yeah, I like that once everything was over they did the clips from the previous musicals yeah, and showed everything that was, you know, basically leading up to that. Yeah. Which led to some fun conversations in the theater of there's more. Oh, children. (laughs) The fun is just getting started. More than, you know, (laughs) yeah, we had a couple of, uh, we had a couple of girls in the theater going, oh, wait, where are this? What's all this from? And it's like, oh, these are the musicals that were before this one. Oh, wait, what? It's like, this is a series of mm-hmm. five musicals. Yep. Th- wasn't it the girls that were sitting behind us? a series us? of 45 musicals. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of quickly turned my head, told me there's, there's a few others and where to go find them. It's like one of them knew, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, just go down. I told her, I was like, just go to the stream. She has them. You can download them. Yep. And and if you feel like really hurting yourself, go on YouTube and look at the ones from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually kind of want to do that. And just, you know, completely kill myself. Well, if you With really the feels. Do, yeah, you really well. Do, to start with the one that hurts the most just go with guide in and just get it over with no 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 if you're going to go if you're going to choose one just don't ask lexi to pick one pick one for you it, 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 oh. it's gonna hurt i was gonna oh, say, no. the oh. thing is if i'm gonna start them i'm gonna start them from the beginning and watch all of them through there you go that means you have to start with guide in mm-hmm guide in was the first when you start let me know and just start sending me links i'll start watching at my own pace <laughs> yeah, I have one here that um, when Mako comes to visit later this year, maybe we'll subject her to. It's called Final First Stage Last Day. Oh, you guys are going to make me cry. Don't yeah. make me cry. I have seen some of them. Don't make me cry. Well, you have to. Well, of course they're going to make you cry. If we could flip it to Tenchi Muyo real quick. This is Ryoko's revenge against her mother. <laughs> but, I mean, we have, we have some of them. We have a good collection. We don't have all of them. We did. We used to have all of them, and we were like, you know, these suck, so let's just get rid of these. <laughs> so, but Yeah, so that's, that's basically the end of the musical itself. Um, obviously, they continued to stay on stage for another 45 minutes and sing the various songs from the beginning of this set of musicals. Uh, which must have been amusing since some of these girls hadn't actually done those songs originally. Right. right. And then you've got, you know, the Yuga that comes on and those winks that had to be fucking painful when she did them. 
Like, I, I've, I've never seen somebody wink in a fashion that I looked at it and get, and went, that must have hurt. Yeah. I gotta tell you, though, I'm just watching her, and I'm like, you know, I realize you're a giant ham, but you can stop at any time now. <laughs> and nothing against her. She is a good actress. I would have loved to have seen her in Chicago when she came. Yeah, I'm very disappointed that I didn't get tickets for that. Yeah, same. Oh, so over the tuxedo winking. Yeah, every you know, there was one that she was just wink and then turn and wink and then turn and then wink, and I'm like, stop it! You look like you're having a seizure. Cut it out. <laughs> so maybe because of how popular when Chicago came over, just maybe we'll get like a little Sailor Moon uh, musical thing at that small at that theater. One time, I, one I, time I would only. I'd just be happy with more Takarazuka stuff. Yeah, right. Well, well, I believe if they come back to New York, it's always at that theater, so I can always check it. Oh no, no, no! We just wait for Char to scream at the top of her lungs and then <laughs> her, mm. and listen for the stampede as the fangirls all go running to New York City. Yeah. So, if that ha- should happen, should I reserve four tickets for all of us? No, we're broke. All right, so that means I have to bring in my special glasses so I can run a stream for you guys? <laughs> yep. Okay. As long as, I can, as long as there's a decent 4G signal in the theater, y'all gold. <laughs> so, I'm going through this. Um, you know, after the musical, obviously they didn't do this for the theatrical showing. But they always do where the actors, uh, the actresses come on and give their bows and introduce themselves. And I'm watching everybody and they're all standing, you know, really close together, except for Galaxia. There's a foot space on either side of her <laughs> as if the girls do not want to get anywhere near her spikes. <laughs> yep. That sounds right. Her costume is lethal, man. Yep. They gave her more room than they gave for Eternal Sailor Moon's wings. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm really impressed with Galaxia's costume. That, that was, I mean, Galaxia's supposed to be a badass to begin with, and that was just colossal. Look, every time I saw Galaxia on stage, the way she was carrying herself, I was totally reminded of the movie They Live, and that quote, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. That was Galaxia. She had no time for anybody's BS. She just, business, it was TCB time. That's basically what it was. Oh, that's Galaxia. Like, oh. Sorry, I'm, I'm, like, as you guys are talking, I'm looking through all of these, and one of the Chibi Chibis, because uh, there were two of them in the series, uh, one of them goes, you know, I, I hope to continue on and help everybody and have fun with everybody like a real sailor senshi. Share that? I want to see that. Please. Uh, yeah. Let me get to the part again and I'll screenshot it. Muchly appreciate it. But yes, continue. So yes, in sum, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. The singing was phenomenally better than any of the previous mm-hmm. musicals. The acting was done. Um, we didn't get as much yuga, which actually made me happy. Which actually improved on the show. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
the theatrics was really good. The way that they did the uh, yanking of the star seeds was really cool. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. To sum up, it was the best one that they have done so far. And I'm sad it's over. I am. I I really appreciated and really enjoyed this take on it. Um, I, I I enjoy Takarazuka, uh, so I I did like this take on it, and really hope that this popularity doesn't come crashing down with the next set of musicals. Yeah, if, yeah. If you want to call them that, they seem like more promotional crossovers, but mm-hmm. I'll lump them in as I, I don't think that they, I'm gonna I don't think they're gonna be theatrical performances. I think they're gonna be more along the line of uh, promotional. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see them being, you know, like this. No. But I just hope that they don't screw everything over either. Alright. I think we're good. Yeah. Alrighty, let me pull this up again then. Now, just one thought, though. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, earlier t- this morning, I went back to re-watch um, the, the final musical. You know, just like I'm basically trying to have it fresh in my head. But I noticed something different. Maybe it was me and I wasn't paying attention. But when I was watching uh, Miss Dream's version, there was, there was references to the, uh, to the crystals. But I don't remember that from the theatrical unless that was a change in the translation it was probably a change in the translation because yeah. Yeah. i kept they kept I saying mean, miss, Star- miss dream is yeah. definitely not an official translation and they're also doing it kind of in a like in a 14 hour span because mm-hmm. i mean so they- it's it's gonna be more of a literal translation than uh an actual you know Right. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, several points too. I can't remember because you know it was a little bit ago. But at several points, I remember saying that you know I would because you know we we pick up on Japanese like very specific Japanese words and phrases, mm-hmm. and I know that there were some things that were not translated correctly. Yeah. Like I remember there being there was one saying where they were. I think it was like Usagi and Mamoru where they were like they were talking about like something about their heart and it wasn't translated at all correctly. Mm. So I mean, you have to take into consideration that if dif- different people translate it, you're going to get you're going oh, to get oh, different oh, things. Oh, I know, I know. But I guess you know between seeing the theaters and they were using um I believe Star Seed and then you're watching. Mystery, you see crystal, and it, it, that kind of threw me for Lucas. To me, it just kind of felt like two separate things, even though they're still talking about the same thing, you know. Well, I think if you actually listen to what they were saying, they never said starseed. Okay. Well, they, your, your Japanese is a lot better than mine, so. Right. I heard sailor crystal. Well, the, right. but the thing is, sailor crystal is said in English. Right, mm-hmm. but they, you would hear them if they said starseed. They would say starseed. Unmistakable when they say it because so I, because they it, say it in their horrible little English. Because if it wasn't starting, it was the starlight or something like that. Because you know, because I definitely 
as I'm watching this, I definitely do not remember them saying Crystal when I saw it in the the in the theatrical. You know, they probably didn't say it in English. Hmm. That's probably that could be it. So, because my theory was this is basically two different recordings. It's potential, but it I don't. We never actually heard them say Star Shido well, in the musical. Well, here we go in your rewatch. Who caught the bouquet? I didn't get to that part because I had to uh, go go to get into the shower and stuff like that. But I'm, as soon as this is over, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish watching and I'll message you both. And did Michiru still say that she needed to go get some lipstick? Because that was also that was one of the things that was ad libbed. I I will find out uh, when I finish watching. Yeah, but yeah, I don't remember them saying Starseed because, yeah. like I said, you would. You would hear that. <laughs> I, as far as I was understood, they, in this musical, they only call them Sailor Crystals. Okay. But. All right. If we want to finish this, and then I will look up those two answers for you since I have it open. <laughs> okay. Okie dokie. Loki. Okay. So, thank you for listening. Uh, actually, no, we didn't do our goodbyes. So before I do the outro, let's do goodbyes. Uh, so where can you guys be found, and why should people care? <laughs> wow, Mako! Wow! Wow! You're, well, you're, I'm you're, saying you're, you're explain. Chill. Explain where people can find you and why. You you really channeling your inner Mandy today, huh? Shush. So you can find uh, Yatan and myself mostly on Facebook. Um, we run a cosplay business called Starlet Creations. Um, and if you want to see behind the scenes stuff, there is a fan page that we're very interactive with. Otherwise, our, our bestie Koi runs the main page for us because we are stupid busy. We do a lot of Sailor Moon stuff, although we branch out. And our cosplay page, which is kind of inactive because our business is so busy, is Kinmoku Revolution. Ha ha ha. The whole play on the San Yaten thing. We're also on Instagram um, under Starlight Creation, and we're fairly interactive there as well. And when you're not listening to this awesome podcast here, you can find me and Mako-chan Tuesday nights on the VOG Network, part of uh, Anime Jam Session. And when we're not doing that show, you'll probably find us at conventions, hanging out, having a good time, taking pictures, and alcohol is always and truly is lovingly accepted. Oh, we're bribing everybody now. I did not say anything about a bribe. I just said alcohol is accepted. Mm-hmm. What? It's a legitimate strategy. <laughs> All right. So... Now I can do the outro. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, we will return to our podcast either when we get a musical that we like or when the movies finally freaking come out. You can catch us on iTunes. Visit our Facebook group at The Crystal Chronicles. We've got a website, too, at thecrystalchronicles.com. Um, I'm not sure if things have been posted lately, but uh, I'll go we'll try. We'll try. And until next time, Sailor Moon says, bye. Hey. Later. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? God. <laughs>
For more information about this podcast, check us out at thecrystalchronicles.com. Thanks for listening. Podcast no Hikari no message. <laughs>